fuck yeah, I'm good. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome.com NBA strategy show, play-in games edition. We're there. Here we are. Had a nice little respite yesterday, get the day off, kind of. At least we all did from basketball. And now we're back. Two games today. Looking forward to talking about them with you guys. Cleveland and Brooklyn, Clippers and Minnesota. I'm Dave Lochran at Lafayette underscore D on Twitter. L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. For those of you podcast listeners, joined by Adam Share at Ship My Money DFS. What's good, bro? I don't know how you do two sports at once. Like, I'm doing – I'm just doing basketball. So yeah, I'm just doing basketball until the season ends. But I'm doing – baseball tournament videos now and so like yesterday was my first day doing baseball tournament videos there was no basketball today i sit down to do this show and i'm just sitting here like thinking about baseball and then we start talking i'm like oh yeah wait no it's basketball it's it's tough when when football season's still in full swing and i'm like heavy in football mode and you and i are doing deeper dives and stuff for basketball i generally will like i mean you 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 do the bulk of the analysis anyway but I'm still like getting back into form for, for a while when it comes to basketball, just cause like football might only be a few days a week, but it's just constantly moving. It's constantly in motion and people are setting lineups on like Wednesday, you know? Right. And like, and you're talking about it every day. Like during football, I just do the Sunday show. So right. it's, it's like nothing, but uh, yeah, just like literally it, it just like threw off my whole routine doing like a baseball video yesterday. And then now doing basketball, I feel like lost. I've been having fun with baseball DFS. This I have not I have not sure my, my results have not been fun, but uh, it's it's been fun getting back into it. Yeah, I'm not it? enjoying it. What? I am not enjoying it. Not not good results so far. No, no, not at all. And it always so whenever like it switches from basketball to baseball, I like I'm always looking forward to baseball just because it's different than basketball. And by the end of April basketball, I'm over it. But it always takes me a little bit to get into MLB DFS because it's so much slower pace than NBA. Like, so I keep just like refreshing my phone and it's like, oh, my score hasn't changed. My team suck. When right. really, like, it's not going to change for the next 30 minutes. Yeah. Baseball is different. It's kind of like a slow burn. But when you, you know, when you're. When you're and your guy hit when you're like you know three thousand dollar hitter rips off a three run home run, and, and you it, like that that's exciting because there's less action. So when there is action, it's 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 pretty cool. Yeah, and, and usually you'll get a couple of fun sweats throughout a year where like you have a team like you you just had no idea was remotely close to competing, and then it just comes out of nowhere because you can score so many runs like in a hurry. Whereas basketball, like you know pretty quickly if yes. any given team has a chance at winning. It's funny, like in basketball, it has happened a few times where it can happen where a, a one of your players just has a horrible first half. And I, Anthony Edwards has done that a bunch this year. Yeah. He has a terrible first half and then has, and then scores like 30 real points in the second. And you think you're dead, right? Like any team you have with, with Edwards, you think you're dead. Uh, and then he comes to life and that's exciting. But it's few and far between. With baseball, a team could have a – they could have a, a nine nine run seventh inning after not scoring for the entire game. Yeah, exactly. Like when I qualified for the basketball final, it was a team that like I didn't expect to do well, but I still was able to look at it and like, oh, if Dwight Howard has the best game he's going to have all year, I can win this. And he did, and I won. But like baseball, you can literally just score like 100 points in an inning from your stack. And it's like, oh, this team that was dog shit is now, you know, competing for first. Yep. MLB strategy show coming up after this. Uh, 11 o'clock Eastern Jordan tells us we need to be, we have a hard out today, which he is not wrong. 
but we only have two games. We should be good. Greg Ehrenberg, Matt Lamarck are coming up 11 o'clock for, uh, I think it's like a nine game Tuesday slate. You won't see many of them. Usually they're 15. Those are the brutal ones, man. Like when you have those Tuesday and Friday slates with the 15 games. Yeah. Uh, thank God. No more deep dive. What? I said, oh thank yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> I know it's crazy. A, a game will be at Wrigley and I'm like, oh, thank God. We only have 14 on a Friday. Right. Right. But yeah. The, the boy from still- Cali said, how about Luis Patino throwing 11 pitches? Yeah. I was getting destroyed on the early slate yesterday. I'm like, all right, cool. Main slate had not even gotten up from my desk yet. Get a notification that Patino is done. And I'm like, oh, that must've been like an afternoon game that wasn't on the slate. And then I realized it was the 640 game and it's just like 648 and he's already hurt. And he's my <laughs> second highest on guys. So. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. Anyway, hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so yet. We would love to have you here. 75,500 plus subscribers. Boom. Making our way to 100K. That's going to be an exciting day. And if you want to join, hit that join down below. Get the free Super Chats each month, the custom emojis, those sweet badges. That's the people. Anybody iced that? No, not yet. Usually we got some 12 month ice style badges in there and we'll always prioritize your questions and comments uh, along with our premium discord members. So Adam, we got Cleveland, Brooklyn Clippers, Minnesota today. I'm kind of excited for this. I think it could be fun. Minnesota is only a three point home favorite Brooklyn, eight and a half point favorites uh, at home. Did you see, I, I, I'm assuming, I don't think you played on Sunday. I, Uh, I, I couldn't help myself. I just, I kept talking about Paul Reed. I was like, this guy, he's just going to crush. And he did. He only played 20 minutes off the bench and had like 46 fantasy points, but Doc still started DeAndre Jordan. Did you see what Kevin Love did, though? On I, I was going to say 40, 40 whatever fantasy points in 20 minutes is no Kevin Love. 32 real points in yeah, 15 32 minutes. Yeah, in like 12 in 15 minutes. In 15 minutes. He had yeah. 18 points in like six minutes in the first quarter. Yeah, glad he waited until that game after burning me like for the last two months. Oh, I know. It's... It's been bad, but and like I, I'm sure I wouldn't have played him on that slate because of like what no, that you would to. you would not have gotten to Kevin you would yeah. not have gotten to Kevin Love on that slate. I think it was it was the early slate anyway, but I think okay. so. But but still, like you're not getting there. Uh, there was it was a weird one, and, and you know that because Giannis was out, Jokic didn't play, so you had Luca, and then you had a bunch of other like Siakam was out as well. You just had a bunch of you know, Tatum or 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 Jalen Brown that you could play because they needed that win, but there weren't that many. I had a lot of lineups with like a thousand left over and, and that never happens. Yeah. I, I had decided I wasn't playing Sunday and then like halfway through the day, I was just like, you know what? Maybe I'll play. And I looked and like the big 50 K or hundred K to first to whatever it was, was already full. So I was like, all right, good. Now I can just not worry about it and move on. Yeah. It's probably good. You didn't the winning lineup on DraftKings at four thirty. So it was a normal, NBA slate. Yeah. <laughs> you should have seen some of these lineups, man. It was crazy. Anyway, uh, let's get into it. Cleveland and Brooklyn. We got two games. So Jared Allen is out. There, were, there was some speculation that maybe he'd play. He's out, but Mobley's back. Now, if you look at last game, I know he was supposed to play limited minutes and he did, but they were up by 40 at one point. Milwaukee sat their starters. So you know exactly that you know exactly why all of the all of the starters played very limited minutes. I think, especially given that Mobley in his first game back after being out for ten days, eleven days, played thirty-four minutes, uh, I think you should expect 
a lot of minutes from him. I wouldn't be shocked if Garland played 45 minutes tonight if the game is close. I really would. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, like, Mobley, I would expect to play as many minutes as he can. Like 38, but, maybe, I was Yeah, thinking. I would expect to be, like, upper 30s. Um, Garland, I mean, he might not come off the floor. But, uh, yeah, like, I, I would think low to mid 40s from Darius Garland. It has to be, right? I mean, at this There's point. There's no reason it wouldn't be. Right. No, no, and I'm saying, so, and if you look at this game too, is it, Cleveland can still lose and still make the playoffs, but you'd like to only have to play one game here. So, yeah, and basketball is not like, so, so for one, there's no, wait, is it a back-to-back? What do you mean? No, no, no. So, okay. so tonight, so tomorrow you have, that's what I was pulling up. So tomorrow you have the other two play-in games, right? And then if they were to, if, if Cleveland were to, to lose and play again, they wouldn't play again until Friday. So why okay, that's not what I was thinking. I, I thought they had said no games on Thursday, but what I was going to say too, is like, even if it was a back-to-back, but I was pretty sure it wasn't. Um, it's also not like basketball, like, like in, in baseball, you get the weird strategies where it's like, oh, well, are they going to burn out their, you know, closer in game one or save him for game two or, or whatever. Um, you know, or, or you get, you know, strategies like that with pitching. It's not the same with basketball. Like, even if they, it's not like they're going to take it easy on Darius Garland, just in case they have no they, chance they lose and have to play again. Like there, if this game is remotely winnable, Darius Garland is playing almost all of the minutes. Yep. He is. He has to. And that makes it pretty exciting. He has an assist prop of eight and a half to double, double prop is plus money right now. You're looking at that, obviously, with, you know, Karis LeVert playing big minutes, it, it's it, it, it's going to hinder him a little bit. But if Garland's out there, we both agree. He could play. Like, I don't know if he plays 48, but I wouldn't be shocked if he sat for like two minutes in the first half and played the entire second half. It, I was going to say, I wouldn't be surprised at all if you get the rotation where like he either subs out at the very end of the first or with like a minute to go in the first, subs back in at like the 10-minute mark and then never leaves the floor the rest of the game. Yep. He's already playing 41 minutes in the regular season. Right. Uh, his, uh, I, I, was, I was looking back at his last five and last 10 game averages, but um, the most recent, the, the game at the end of the season where he played 23 minutes, throws it all off. But he was averaging like 40, 39, 40 minutes per game down the stretch. Um, I don't know how you go lower than that in a projection, and I certainly think you can go higher. Me too. So I, would, I think we both agree that Garland's a pretty solid option on a two-game slate. Yeah, without a doubt. And like you said, you know, Levert does cut into him somewhat, but you're still talking about a ton of minutes. You're still talking about around a 27% usage rate when they're on the floor together. 18 total games with Levert. Now, Levert didn't start all of those, but 18 total games with Levert, um, still a 29% usage rate, 29.2% usage rate, 39% assist percentage for Garland, 1.2 DraftKings points per minute. Yeah, those are good numbers. Let's... Now that we've had Mobley back for two games, last game's kind of a throwaway, but he played 34 minutes on the eighth uh, against Brooklyn, by the way. So these teams actually faced each other uh, in a game that was not inconsequential. It actually had meaning for both of them. So that that is intriguing to me when you look at this. Now, they did lose by 11, but I, I think you can pull that up and, and glean something from it and then probably just tack on a few extra minutes for everyone like we've talked about. Yeah, that's that's what I think as well. I mean, Mobley, Garland, those guys I think play a ton. Like I don't again, I don't know how much Mobley can play, but I think at least, you know, 
37 or 38, if not more. Garland, I think, goes over 40. Um, Markinen probably plays a lot. Lavert probably plays a lot. And then you get the kind of like Okoro slash Love slash Chetty slash Lamar Stevens. I don't really know for sure who ends up being the fifth piece that you know gets the most minutes there. I think that if they're leading, it's probably Okoro. Um, they do like Stevens defensively as well. Uh, you could, I guess, potentially, if they're leading, also see Stevens in place of Lavert. Uh, we've seen that down the stretch in some competitive games at the end of the regular season. Um, but if this game is, you know, back and forth or they're behind, I, I expect that, um, you know, they're going to want Lavert scoring out there as well. Who else do you like from from Cleveland? And, and again, I know it's a two-game site, so feel free to to add some nuance to this, right? Like, because you could probably make an argument for a lot of people on a site like this. Yeah, but I mean, it's also the postseason, so you kind of can't. Um you know, I think yeah. Garland and Mobley probably look the best, but 6,900 for Levert, uh, 5,900 for Markin, and those both look fine. I don't have any confidence in Kevin Love's minutes, but I do think that if he is low-owned, you know, on a two-game slate, then you should be willing to kind of gamble there. Right now, we only have him at 22%. And the reason I think that is that, like, on average, let's say he gives you 22 to 24 minutes, he's probably not going to do enough at 6k for you to really want him but if he does play well or Mobley gets in foul trouble and they go to love or you know marketing gets in foul trouble or whatever um if for any reason love does get to like 28 minutes he probably destroys that salary so i do think there's a lot of volatility there and i do i think the price tag on a quarter was a little bit cheap at 3500 uh given that you know they could certainly give him more minutes as well Kevin Love's just such an interesting player. He averages over one and a quarter fantasy points for many. He has a 25% usage rate, 18% rebound rate, even a 15% assist rate. Like he does a little bit. He's not going to get you a lot of stocks, but he does a little bit of, of everything. He's a good three-point shooter. You'll take that bonus all day on DraftKings. He can get you double doubles in, in, in pretty short time, right? He has two over his last three games. He played 25 and 15 minutes. And then the one sandwiched in between that against Brooklyn, he played 20 minutes and he was one rebound shy of a double double. So when you're just talking about bonuses, when you're talking about three point shooting and his ability to contribute, uh, low ownership on Kevin Love and 22% is where we have him right now. On a two game slate, 22% is not particularly high at all, at all. No, especially for the type of ceiling. Um, and somebody in chat said that they think Kevin Love should get solid run because they're going to need him. The issue is that love adds scoring but it makes them worse defensively so significantly though right so like there's been a lot of games this year where like when they were shorthanded you know missing mobley and allen they still weren't giving love that many minutes so nope. i don't think you can go in saying oh they're gonna need him you know xyz because it's very much a a give and take when he's on the floor um there are certain ways the game can go like if if love's just playing out of his mind where he stays out there but i don't think you can go in feeling confident that he's gonna play a lot or if you just can't slow Brooklyn down anyway and you need additional firepower. I right, think that's also right. possible. Right, yeah. If you're just, you know, if you're down 10 with like five minutes left in the game, what is the point of having Isaac Okoro and Lamar Stevens on the floor? Right, exactly. Plus, Durant can score on anybody. I mean, right. On anyone. By the way, did you listen to the J.J. Redick podcast with, with Durant? No. Check it out. It's really, really good. I hate podcasts. Uh, watch it on YouTube. That's what I did. I watch if I can watch. I hate podcast, YouTube shows. Who, who watches YouTube shows? Really? You serious? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm joking, making fun of people that watch YouTube shows, but yeah, I don't watch YouTube shows or listen to podcasts. Oh man, I watch them frequently. 
YouTube premium is the best subscription I have. I don't watch YouTube original shows or none of that ridiculous shit. I didn't even shit know there was a difference. No. Well, JJ Reddick is not a YouTube show. It's it's podcast that they film and put it on YouTube. You you do know that. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I figured that, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, like not everything. Yeah, not, I'm not watching, like, YouTube-sponsored content. I'm saying... No, no, I just meant... I meant stuff on YouTube. Right. The only yeah, time you I just, go on YouTube... The only you time I go on YouTube is to is like right now to have chat open during our show and then I get out and never go back. You just insulted everyone who watches our show. Yeah, I know. That's I, I was joking when I <laughs> said who would watch a YouTube show, but um I know. Yeah. Um it's really good JJ Raddick does some his podcast is awesome, man. Yeah, no, like if I were to watch a podcast, that's I guess like that it's I've seen clips of it that seem entertaining, but I just don't care yeah i love it i was up too late watching the kill tony podcast live podcast from the vulcan gas company in austin texas it's good stuff man good yeah. stuff i uh, like go ahead. I, i'm very much like a visual learner so like listening to people talk i just zone out and well it doesn't do anything you like stand-up comedy at least some of it that's what this yeah is. yeah it's great they pull people's names out of a bucket and they come up and sometimes they just bomb to the point where it's it's hard to watch, but he brings guests on all the time. It's good stuff. Ron, why? I, if you guys haven't watched, you like that stuff. Take my word for that. Anyway, uh, I agree with you when, when, you, when you say that, like, because it's the playoffs, there's not much to get to. I just meant as far as a starting lineup goes with Cleveland, like if these guys are all going to play 35 plus minutes with some of them going well into the 40s, all of them just based on playing time alone are and and you know another thing but let's not forget about this another thing is even if this game is getting a bit out of hand there's no doubt that bickerstaff is going to run them deeper than he normally would in a blowout so like unless it's insane and they're down you know 40 points i i think like the floor for someone like garland playing time wise is like 40 honestly i, I just think they're going to run them as long as they can until it's completely out of hand if yeah, I mean, it's it's really difficult to imagine the scenario where in a play-in game, the Cavs are just like, yeah, we'll get them tomorrow. Like, save, save it for Friday. We're not going to run Garland out there anymore. Like, exactly. You know, call off the dogs. Like, for, for that to happen, you know, prior to, like, the three-minute mark of the fourth quarter, it's got to be some ridiculous score. Let's talk about the other side, unless you have anything else for – for, um, um people i mean people and someone in chat at least one or two people had mentioned rondo i i don't see it um he's projected for one percent ownership so like if it happens then congratulations you probably win a bunch of money but like he's backing up darius garland who we expect to play 40 something minutes and then he'll probably play a couple minutes alongside him like you look back to the last game against brooklyn garland played 40 like 41 minutes rondo played nine and a half i expect a similar rotation here because um this, you know, somebody in chat meant said playoff or Rondo has playoff experience, but like you're gonna want either Levert, Okoro, or Stevens out there alongside Garland more than you're gonna want Rondo out there because Rondo's not doing anything useful alongside Garland. Yeah, I mean Mario Chalmers has playoff experience too, but you wouldn't bring him back to play. Right? Yeah, playoff. but but playoff Rondo. Yeah, I mean, sure. Pot for yeah, like, I mean, but like, what what would the point? What would the point be in this game? Like, if you, you can put a core out there for defense, you can put Stevens out there for defense, you can put Lavert out there for scoring, you put Rondo out there, you're just putting a dude that needs the ball, and the ball should be in Garland's hands. 
Right. Pot Farmer with a super chat. Just an appreciation super chat. Appreciate the hours y'all put in every day. Thanks, man. Appreciate you hanging with us all the time. How do you think the do you think the Brooklyn rotation changes at all today? Uh, I, I actually want to start. I would have to know Seth, what the Brooklyn rotation actually is first. Well, that's that's what I'm going to hold on. Seth Curry's probable. Ben Simmons uh, is expected back in the first round. So there's that. Uh, assuming they make it. Wouldn't that be funny? I was thinking the other day, how funny would it be if like teams were actively trying to avoid the two seed? to avoid Brooklyn and then Brooklyn just loses in the play in rounds and they get to face Charlotte or whoever it is. Well, that's why my entire like thought process going through the end of the season was that teams maybe like wouldn't risk health to, uh, you know, avoid or to, to, to get the best seeds that they could. But I didn't think teams were going to like actively try and avoid one either. Yeah. Actively tank on them. Yeah. It would be funny though, if they just don't make it in at all. Uh, but anyway, it sucks that they're not going to see uh, Philadelphia for a while. Would they not? What would, what would it be I, the I, don't, round? I, I get confused with all the seeding shit. It would be the because the second round would be or first round would be like Brooklyn and Boston. Boston. No, Boston's three, right? Boston's, Boston's three or two. Boston's, Boston's two, yeah. So it would be Brooklyn, Boston. If Brooklyn won, they would face the winner of Bucks Bulls, I think. Okay. So I guess they, I don't think they would play the Sixers until the finals. Wow. Yo, Boston was in the most, uh, Sixers won't get there anyway. Boston was in the most unenviable position because they needed to win against Memphis, right? Because they didn't want to drop to the, to the five or to the four. But then they, like, they needed to win. But by them needing to win, it would put them, they, there was no way they were staying at, at three. And that's probably where they would have liked to have been because the Bucks just sat everybody. Right. So they had to win. So they didn't slip to four. And let's be fair. I'd much rather face Toronto or Chicago than Toronto right now. But what I wanted to ask you about Brooklyn. Yeah. We don't necessarily know what the rotation is going to look like, but what is this? What do we think the center rotation looks like? I mean, do, do we get another 20 from Andre Drummond? I think you start. I think in the postseason you see very similar to what we saw on the tenth against Indiana, where Drummond and Claxton combined for about twenty three, twenty four minutes, and then the closing lineup was Durant at the five. Yeah, um, it, that doesn't have to be the case, but that that is what I expect. And I think whether it's Drummond or Claxton getting more minutes is kind of just going to depend on how the game goes. So, like between those two guys in tournaments, there's certainly some volatility there in the playing time, um, Claxton, you know, obviously a bit cheaper, but I think, you know, expecting something like 22 minutes a piece is, is pretty fair. Um, oh, you said combined for 23 to 25 minutes. Okay. That's what I was going to, so you're saying you think they'll, how you uh, think they, I, I meant combined for like 43, 44. Okay. Okay. So yeah, cause and, like Drummond played 20 Claxton played 23 and change. Um, I, I think you just get basically them combining for the last, you know, that them being all, one of them being on the floor up until the last four or five minutes of the game. Um, it could certainly be less. You could also potentially get Aldridge thrown in there. Um, but that's not my expectation. So just looking at all of this right now, from an ownership standpoint, the ownership projections are free today, by the way, totally free. Uh, for the main site, if you want to get in on that. Same with the PGA Top Golfers Tool. MLB player projections are free. NHL top stacks are free. All of that 
at awesome.com. Uh, and we still have the promo fastball. We extended it through the 13th. So if you want a $1, well, if you want an MLB express pass for the week, you can get it for a single dollar. That's it. All you got to pay $1 to get the express pass uh, for the week. And uh, I would say, take advantage of it. You get the player rankings, you get the lineup builder, you get the expert discord chat with premium office hours, where you got the pros at awesome answering your questions, helping you better your game uh, ownership rankings as well. Uh, and some other stuff in there. So for a dollar, just use that promo code fastball. I would just go to awesome slash promos and click it much easier than typing it in, but uh, check that out. And we got free content. If you're not ready to sign up uh, and become a premium sub, but anyway, it is kind of fascinating that you have all of the top price guy or sorry, all of the highest owned guys until you get down to towns are either value players or mid range guys. And that's six to seven K range yet Durant and Irving are still sub 20 are still projecting for sub 20%. Yeah. It seems like pretty low ownership on those guys. I mean, I get it because it, it, it's obviously difficult to find value on a playoff slate. You know, when you're talking about, you know, if, at least from like this game, when you're talking about sub 4K value, you're talking about guys like Isaac Okoro or like preying on Rajon Rondo's 10 minutes or Lamar Stevens getting extra run. So it can be difficult to, to get up to, a, you know, a 12K Durant or a $10,700 Irving even. But at the same time, raw points mean a lot on a slate like this. And there's only so many guys that are really capable of, of putting up a monster game. These two obviously um, are, are two of them and you should be expecting 40 plus from both of them as well. So um, I'm certainly happy with whatever amount of Durant and Kyrie I can get to. I know somebody in chat asked if you can play them together. Yes. Good luck finding a lineup that works with works, both of them, yeah. but yes, if you can get to them both. Sure. Yeah. By the way, Kevin Himes said, I love that everyone thinks the Raptors are beating the Sixers, even myself, right where we want to be. Hashtag here they come. Look, man, uh, big Sixers fan myself, but I, I like to live by expecting the worst and hoping for the best. It makes life a lot less miserable. But, hey, I'll be there for every one of them, man. I, I, I feel like this is one of those games where, yeah, you could play Kyrie and Durant in the same lineup especially as you were pointing out, but especially because outside of those guys, you're not really getting a ton of production from the Bruce Browns and the Seth Curry's of, of this team. And who knows what the center rotation is going to look like. You're not relying on them for, for actual big time scoring production, but uh, also being able to go, you know, Kevin Durant and then Garland on the other side is also pretty appealing. It's just, the problem is Durant and Irving Irving's not exactly they didn't price him down for a two game slate. And sometimes they do that. They'll price everyone down. So it's easier to build lineups. They haven't done that at, at all. Actually, they've priced Durant up. I think this is the most expensive I've seen Durant. It is all season. Yeah. They, that's what I'm saying. Oh no, it isn't. I'm sorry. He was 12, three against Philly at one point, but usually, you know, this. a lot of times they'll make it easier to build lineups and that's not the case today at all. So if yeah, play, so like basically the way I'm answering that question is I don't think it's going to be easy to make lineups that have both of those guys, and you're going to get a lot of lineups where it's just like even if you did jam them both in, where like you said, you're like, oh, well, it looks better if I save a little bit of money and go to like Garland or something. But if you do have a lineup you like with both of them, I'm not worried about it from like a correlation standpoint. Like right, I, I know what you meant. Minutes. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what you meant. It's just it's going to be difficult. How else? You, what else are you doing with Brooklyn then? 
Um, I, I think Bruce Brown looks decent at 5,800. Like, I still expect him to play a lot of minutes here. Um, it's not a price tag that I love, you know, individually, but there's just not that many good mid-range plays, and I think that they will be kind of useful tonight. So um, I, I expect that you're getting, you know, upper 30s in minutes from Bruce Brown, so that looks kind of appealing. We had I, don't a, hate, I don't hate Curry at 4,400 either, I guess, but, um, you know, very, very scoring dependent, obviously. We had a question from our Discord chat. Uh, are you doing any, by the way, you do get the discord chat. The expert discord chat is included with that, uh, $1 express pass for MLB. Uh, are you doing anything different from a roster construction standpoint with this being a two game slate? So I, I know what he's asking. So let me phrase it a little bit differently. Are, are you setting any limits on players from a certain team on a slate like this? Or are you just going to let it ride in that sense? Wait, where's the question? It's in Discord, not in oh, YouTube. Okay, so what was it? I was looking for it. Are you doing anything different from a roster construction standpoint on a two-game slate? Not in, not intentionally. Um, right. I mean, things will end up looking a little bit different just because of what the options are. But, like, settings-wise or, you know, I'm not forcing – I'm not doing something like, you know, forcing in Kevin Durant or Kyrie or – No. Well, that's why, that's why I rephrased it. Are you setting any limits on players per team? Oh, um, no, on a two-gamer, I usually don't. You can't. Yeah, I don't think you can here. Like, I might uh, say, like, if I have more than – if I have, like, four or more, then run it back with somebody. But Right. I, I also think, though, again, it, it's a lot less important when, one, players are going to play into blowouts, maybe not close, but into blowouts. If it happened to blow out, you know, maybe – who knows? Anything can happen. But you're not projecting for that. And also, they're all just going to play – huge. all the starters are going to play big minutes anyway, so – uh, it's a little bit easier to to get to more than your normal allotment of those players. All right. Uh, Want to wrap this game up and go on to Clippers in Minnesota? Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I mentioned Curry at 4,400. You can certainly th- throw darts at guys like Dragic or Patty Mills as well. Just, uh, you know, keep in mind that it's not going to work out all that frequently, but, you know, your options are limited. Okay. Uh, one thing real quick too, underdog fantasy. Sponsor of the strategy show. I love playing there. I I love their best ball leagues. I'm actually going to jump in some of these NBA ones today. I got a little bit of free time. Uh, And over at Underdog Fantasy right now, they have a contest up that no one else is doing. It's called The Dance. Uh, And it's open from now till April 16th, right before the NBA playoffs start. So pretty exciting stuff. You have uh, $200,000 in total prizes, 30K up top. Uh, and now you can draft the perfect team for the playoffs. That's what you're doing, right? Like in, if you've ever done playoff fantasy, I've done playoff best ball. I've done playoff fantasy leagues for, for NFL, not best ball, but you know, there's a million different variations of that. The, the whole objective is, you know, how many guys can you get through till the end? Uh, and there's a lot of strategy that goes into it. Uh, it's a cool format. It's unique. There's $30,000 to first place. You're just trying to get as many guys to the conference finals, to the, to the NBA finals, uh, and you got a shot of winning some big money as the playoffs wrap up. So go to underdogfantasy.com or download their app in the App Store. Sign up, and the app's very smooth. Works nicely. Same with desktop. You know, you get some of these other janky sites out there. Not Underdog Fantasy. Now, use the promo code AWESOMO, A-W-E-S-E-M-O, and they'll double your first deposit up to $100. Uh, and the dance is only $100 to enter, right? The, the $200,000 contest. Download the app, check it out. Take your shot at uh, 30K up top in the dance over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdogfantasy.com or download it in the App Store. 
right, let's talk about the Clippers here. I want to start with the with the obvious one, Paul George. You were right about him on was it Friday or Saturday? I can't remember which day it was. I think Saturday, saying like, hey, you know what? He won't play both days. We both knew that, obviously, but maybe even though they don't, even though they're locked into, uh, I think it was the ten seed. Even though they were locked in, it's probably reasonable for Tyloo to try and get as, as much time with these guys together as he can since Paul George has only been back for a handful of games. And that's what we saw. So expect yeah, him to play a ton of minutes. I did, go, I did go back and look at that box score to see if I was right. And so I saw George played a ton of minutes. The thing that I thought was hilarious was Reggie Jackson played like 22. I know. Powell played like 22. So it was like, what, what was the point of any of this? I, it's it's true. But I just went on to, I just went on to think like, at this rate, maybe it was just, all right, let's get Paul George as, as much, yeah. you know, as conditioned as we can as we go into the playoffs. Yeah, entirely possible. Um, but I think that, you know, he's another one. He looks good at 9,900. You're getting a nice Oh, You discount. know what it was? It was a blowout. And then George played a couple of minutes in the fourth, but Jackson, Morris, and Zubats all sat. Well, Zubats always does. But Okay, yeah, the one that I was really laughing at was uh, Norman Powell because he had played 22 minutes the game before. They said they were going to increase his minutes limit. You would think they want him as close to full go as he can be for the postseason. And then they still played him 22 minutes. Yeah, I know. They closed the game out in the blowout with the bench. So I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think George looks good here. You know, you're getting a nice $2,100 discount off of Durant on DraftKings. You're getting an $800 discount off of Kyrie. He should play a ton of minutes. You know, he's, they, they got him essentially fully ramped up in the, in the regular season. He's averaged about 1.3 DraftKings points per minute. Um, it, overall this year, he's, facing a Minnesota team that gives up a ton, uh, plays at a fast pace and gives up a ton defensively. So nice spot for him. I think Jackson at 6,600 looks good as well. He's about a 0.8 to 0.85 fantasy point per minute guy with Paul George, but you're likely getting upper 30s in minutes from Jackson. Morris, I think, is a little bit underpriced. So those are the three that look the best. But then I still think, you know, in tournaments, you can go with one of Zubats or Hartenstein, just hope that you get, you know, whichever one, ends up playing more minutes and, and playing better. Um, but I think that's a very high upside spot to get to as well. Kind of similar to Kevin Love. We're going to have to find some of those today. I mean, how many minutes do you think Powell plays? Uh, 26 to 28. Sounds about right. I thought he, I thought they were trying to get him to like 26 last game and then get him up into the thirties here, but they didn't. So, but at the same time, like that could just be that they know he's good. You know, I don't, I don't, that, I don't, it's possible. I, I don't want to take too. I don't want to read too much into the last game and say like he couldn't play more minutes. Maybe they were just like, yeah, whatever. We know he's good for the postseason, but um, I, I'm assuming mid to upper twenties. And do we think that Zubats and Hartenstein continue to split these minutes down the middle? I think that's the correct projection. Something like you know twenty two to twenty four for Zubats. I, I don't think either of them closes necessarily. Although here you they they could against Towns. Well, it would be against Vanderbilt. Like they'll most likely have Morris on Towns. Okay, yeah. Mo most teams at least defend Towns with the four. Makes sense, given the outside shooting. I, all right. If you're if you're ranking George Towns, Durant, and Irving in tournaments and Garland. Where is George for you? Like you don't have the is he towards the top, the bottom, in the middle? Like where is George among all the other high priced options? I think they're all kind of comparable to me. Like 
he's kind of just he he looks similar to Garland, I think. Um Towns probably looks a little bit better, but Towns also is a center as opposed to a shooting guard, so just fewer spots to roster him at. Um Yeah, I don't I don't see a huge difference between when you factor in salary and position. I don't yeah. see a huge difference between like Garland, George, Irving, Towns, Durant, really. Anyone else for the Clippers you want to get to? The rest of them's pretty tough because pricing did come up. Um so like you know, Norman Powell, let's say he plays 26 minutes. He's still 5,400. It's tough to prioritize that. Same goes for Batum at 4,300 or Covington at 5,300. Uh, even Kennard is up over 5K. So, you know, two games slate, if you're playing 150 lineups, I'm sure you're mixing these guys in a little bit. But there's nothing that I can really make any sort of a strong case for other than the three main pieces I mentioned and then, you know, grabbing one of the centers and hoping that uh, one of them closes. Okay. Hey, hit that thumbs up too. We're at... Uh... 12 likes away from 100. Got almost 500 people watching for a two-game slate. Show some love. Only takes a second. If you like this stuff, it helps us out, and we appreciate you for it in advance. Um, Go ahead. So uh, Romel Drew on chat said he can see Covington getting good run. He, he could. It's just I don't, I don't have a really good feel for it. In a different matchup, I'd be a little bit more confident that they weren't closing with one of their centers, and then that would open up minutes for, you know, two of – Powell, Batum, Covington, Mann, Kennard to be out there. If one of the centers closes, then it's really just going to be one of those guys on the floor. And then I really have no idea who it's going to be. I think a lot would kind of depend on how the game is going. Yeah, that's a fair opinion. So I, I, I do kind of view it as like, obviously you don't want to play Zubats and Hartenstein together, but I think I would probably just do like max two of everybody on this team that isn't named George Jackson or Morris. Carl Anthony Towns is... Among the high-priced players right now, Carl Anthony Towns is getting considerably more ownership than several of these guys. Him and, and George and Garland are all kind of grouped together. And then you just have the, the nets down there towards the bottom, which is still kind of crazy. I know they're expensive. It's hard to get there. But how much do you want to how much do you like Carl Anthony Towns today at this price point? I mean, I like him a lot. I think that he's relatively inexpensive it's kind of interesting because you had seen for a lot of the season and especially towards the end of the year um town's price tag coming down a bit to where he was you know 9500 9600 and we had talked about how while that is clearly underpriced for towns it's typically correct because on so many slates you have any combination of Jokic, Giannis, Embiid um plus towns being a center so you have a bunch of good mid-range centers but then today you get, you know, a two game slate where obviously you don't have Embiid, Jokic or uh, Giannis, but you also don't have a bunch of good mid range centers because Cleveland effectively doesn't have a center. Brooklyn sort of has centers. The Clippers sort of have centers. Um, there's like, there's no, you know, Bam Adebayo, Jonas Valanciunas tier here where you can look and say, oh, one of these guys is probably going to go for 50. So the opportunity cost is a little bit lower for Towns, but his price tag is still at that like reduced salary that sort of accounts for the normally high opportunity cost. So I think it just makes him look a little bit more underpriced here than he normally is when you consider the other options on the slate. Russell and Edwards have seen like some separation in salary lately, which is kind of interesting. But when it comes to just all of the starters on this team, you look at Vanderbilt, you look at Beverly. Vanderbilt's getting a ton of ownership. And, and I think rightfully so. 3,900 is is pretty extreme given how there's there's going to be a dearth of value on this site. We're not going to get late breaking news. 
So Vanderbilt's going to be one of those guys that just fits well, no matter what you're trying to do with your lineup. He's the same uh, price on DraftKings as Rajon Rondo. Right, right. It doesn't it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. He's a, he's a fantastic rebounder. Uh, he's going to like and and to be fair, I'm not. I don't think either of us are saying that Vanderbilt's going to go out here and drop fifty. Right. He's a super low usage player, but you, at that price point. If he does play considerable minutes, and I think it's very much possible, he's played 30 minutes in two of his last four. Uh, and last game, last game, uh, none of the starters, or at least most of them, I know Edwards and a couple others, didn't even play in the didn't even play in the second half. So, I yeah, think the just, uh, as long as he stays out of foul trouble, you should be looking at at least 28 to 30 minutes, if right. not more, from Vanderbilt. Right, yeah, the only starter that played into the second half was Nas Reed. It was like six minutes into the second half. Everybody else, Edwards, Beasley, Beverly, Vanderbilt, they didn't last game. And he played 14 minutes in the first half. So like 28, 30 minutes, maybe even more, for a $3,900 guy seems very, very good today. Yeah, I mean, we have him at 52.5% ownership on DraftKings, but 49.5% optimal lineup percentage. Um, he's just, like, it, it's a spot where in large field tournaments, you can always make a case to get away from someone like this just because you really just need like one player to fail and it's opening up like a lot of you know it, it's going to kill a lot of lineups um it's always different when you like there's two or three or four extra guys here where it's just like okay well that whole tier isn't going to fail um so like if you can find a way around like just building with like different salary structures that's fine but i also think he is clearly underpriced and clearly should be uh, the highest on guy right now Patrick Beverly is another one of these guys. Do you think they just stick him on George today or, or Jackson? Um, I'm not sure. Me neither. I mean, maybe it's both. Both. Yeah. Maybe it's both, but Beverly, Beverly is, he's a nuisance for sure. It's not, you don't just fade guys because they're going up against Patrick Beverly. But I do think when you have a backcourt like this in uh, Paul George and Reggie Jackson, you know, they're two best offensive players, depending on what Norman Powell looks like, obviously. I think you'd probably get big minutes from Beverly today again, too. I'm not saying you get him up to like 35, but I think you could definitely see an extension of what we've seen in the regular season. Yeah, I think he plays a lot as long as he doesn't foul out. But I, um, Minnesota also is typically pretty good about uh, not fouling themselves out. Like Finch, I mean, is, is typically pretty good about letting his guys play through some foul trouble. So um, that could, you know, work in his favor as well. I, it, it feels like right now the best value, and I'm not saying all of these guys are Vanderbilt price, but some of the best value from a s abbreviated slate is definitely coming from Minnesota with Beverly and, and specifically Vanderbilt. Yeah, Pretty completely obvious. agree. Like Vanderbilt just looks great. Beverly looks good. Um, I think you can take some shots at other guys here. Like there are cheap guys on Minnesota that, um, and I, I've seen the comparison, like Jordan McLaughlin compared to to Rondo quite a bit in chat. Um I think they're they're pretty similar. Like I don't expect either one to play a ton of minutes here, but I think you have an easier path to McLaughlin getting more run, given you know Beverly just getting in a ton of foul trouble potentially. Um, you know, even in in spots like that, I think you'll see a lot of like Russell running point with Beasley. But at thirty one hundred, I don't mind gambling there. And similarly, Jalen Noel thirty four hundred. I have no no idea how many minutes he's going to even play, but 
he's at least someone where like if Minnesota's down in this game, you could potentially get for for example, if they're losing down the stretch, you can potentially get um Noel in, in, in place of Beverly or Vanderbilt, really, um, just you know, as an offensive spark. So no level of confidence really in those guys, but I'd be more inclined to go there than Rondo just because I have an easier time seeing how they find minutes. So one more thing I want to ask you before we get out of here, uh, and it's in the same vein as what we're talking about right now, and I think I think you guys watching or listening will appreciate this because sometimes you got to take some risks on these slides. Two things, though, before we do that. One, how much are you loving this weather, man? 71, 79, 78, 67, 68 for me the next five days. Yeah, I went for a walk this morning, and it was raining. Now it's bright and sunny out. Bright and sunny. It's been cold as shit here the past week, though, man. We got, we got a cold front come through, so I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, I'm finally not uh, feeling sick either, which is probably not a coincidence. Yeah, you're doing your walks still, huh? You're getting, you're getting into it. Well, I, I had taken a few days off when I couldn't breathe, but yeah. Nah, what is well, and, I, and you told me I'm a pussy on, on Twitter the other day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Jordan, can you throw the MVP number up on the screen, please? All right. So you guys, if you haven't signed up yet, and again, I promise we'll never spam you anything. I made sure that this was none of that before agreeing to do this. The awesome MVP program is you texting MVP to the number that's on the screen or in chat or wherever it is. First of all, you'll automatically be entered to win a year of awesome O plus platinum. You'll also get 50% off an awesome O plus weekly pass exclusively. If you're part of the MVP program, that's available for you as well. But, and this is where I think people get excited. You get the first first crack at beta testing. Some of our new tools, which are on the way. I know of a couple of them that are very exciting. So, uh, exclusive awesome discounts. Like I said, 50% off an entire week of awesome plus, especially you got basketball right now. You got baseball, you got PGA, you got UFC, NASCAR, like everything. We got tools for all of them. So good time to take advantage of that, but yeah, beta testing. Uh, and you could get a free month of awesome plus platinum free year. Sorry. Uh, by entering, get uh, entered into that. So check it out. Uh, text the number and we'll only text you with, you know, stuff that, is appropriate and, and should probably be useful to you. So get in on that text MVP to that number. All right, Adam, to wrap this up, what I wanted to ask you is if you, and thank you, Steven, he said, uh, he said, Lavi's right. The MVP is good. No spammy stuff, just awesome stuff. And you aren't constantly getting, yeah, I'm telling, dude, I'm telling I, Adam, I, I know you're probably not listening to that. And I don't blame you because you know, but it, there's nothing worse than than having these random numbers text you all the time with useless shit. And then you hit send stop to them and then they don't stop. So, you know, that's how it goes. You know how many email lists I've unsubscribed to and they just keep sending me shit? Yeah, that's why I have. Uh... Oh, somehow I only have 9,500 unread emails. I thought I had like 30. Wait, you have you have 9,500? Yeah, <laughs> I must have cleared them somewhat recently and just not. Remember. I have a I have a Yahoo email that I just have all the shit sent to, like all the junk. If I'm signed up for something, and I know they're going to try to, you know, like if I order a piece of furniture online and now I know every day I'm going to get something from them. I just send it to that. Don't read it. Ignore it much easier that way. But yeah, thank you, Stephen. I wouldn't lie to you guys. The MVP program school 
and they're not going to send you anything that's probably not useful to you. All right. Last question I wanted to ask you, Adam. We have five, almost 550 people watching, hanging out right now for a two gamer. So I figure we'll go a little bit further in depth and wrap this up. On these two game slates, a lot of times it could be that one player that makes a difference. Showdown slates, you see it too. Um, are there any guys, you talked about Minnesota, but just to come full circle here, zoom out a little bit. Are there any players that you think might be, or and not are there any, but who are the top guys that you think at low ownership, maybe value, maybe not value. Maybe they're just mid-range guys that you think could be game changers on this slate for one reason or another. I think it's pick a random guard off the bench for Minnesota. Okay. Whether that's right. Beasley, Noel, McLaughlin. I, I think one of those guys, th there's just enough paths to one of them stepping up and playing enough minutes to make a difference. Because, And, and it's not necessarily that they do anything where you look and say like, Oh wow, Jalen Noel had a monster game for Minnesota. Like it could just be they do enough to where you got to Kevin Durant when other people couldn't, you know, or, or you got to um just a little bit, you know, stronger lineup in, in other positions where people couldn't. I, I just think that Minnesota Minnesota to me offers the best combination of cheap guys that can produce fantasy points and have some sort of a path to minutes. Like the Clippers, they have a ton of guys off the bench that can produce fantasy points, but they're also expensive. Um Brooklyn has a couple of guys off the bench that can get minutes, but one of them is Patty Mills. And then Dragic is a little bit, you know, he's 4,200, so he's not quite in that same price range. Um, he's, he's similar to Beasley, I guess. Um, and then Cleveland, they kind of, they have some cheap guys, but guys like Okoro, Stevens, like they don't produce quite as well per minute as the guys from Minnesota. So um, I, I think, you know, all of those guys across the board are similar, but I would, lean Minnesota um, over the other guys, assuming the ownership remains low. And to your point, it's not even that they don't need to do well in some instances. It, they might just need to do, you know, close to as well or as well as the far more popular value options that you might not have in those lineups. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and also the, another nice thing about Minnesota, if, and I'm not saying that like you should, you have to set any rules saying like, you know, you can't play, Jalen Noel in the same lineup as Vanderbilt. But if the most popular guy on the slate gets in foul trouble or for one reason or another plays fewer minutes, that's going to benefit one of these guys. Um, you know, again, don't really know which one. Like McDaniels obviously is like directly behind Vanderbilt, but you could also just get some different lineups there. Um, it, so you, you kind of get some negative leverage too if you happen to not have Vanderbilt. You know it. All right, good stuff, man. Follow Adam at Ship My Money DFS, me at Lafayette underscore D. And more than anything, stick around. MLB Strategy Show with Greg and Matt Lamarca coming up next. Get the PGA Strategy Show at one, MLB Live Before Lock at four, NBA Deeper Dive at five with Adam and myself, and then NBA Live Before Lock with Eric and Greg after that. We got you covered all day long right here on the Awesome Oak channel. Thanks for hanging out as always, guys. Peace. <laughs>